Hello everyone, I'm Rachel, and you're listening to Let's Talk Avatar. This is a watch-through of The Legend of Korra. Isaac and I will be discussing each episode and giving our opinions on it. Just as a reminder, this podcast does contain spoilers for The Legend of Korra. This is a teen-rated podcast, so listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Let's Talk Avatar podcast. I am Isaac. And I'm Rachel. And today we will be discussing episode three of season three of The Legend of Korra, and it is titled The Earth Queen. So excited. Um, okay, since we are already mentioning The Earth Queen, <laughs> it's literally in the title, I'm going to talk about her design. Okay. One of my favorite character designs in the entire Avatar universe. Really? Just... Like, the jewelry, the coke nails. <laughs> I could see that. They do they make, they make, do make her very, like, glamorous in the Earth Kingdom world, I guess you could say. She's like a... Okay, I don't know how to explain it. She's like a... She gives me, like, Kim Kardashian Avatar version vibes, but she's, like, also really, really, really mean. Yeah. So... <laughs> I could see that. But anyways, um, episode starts off amazing. There's like this comforting nostalgia because obviously in the last series, let's talk, or let's talk Avatar, <laughs> the last airbender, they were in Bossing Say for a minute. Yeah. When I say minute, I mean like entire season. Um, but yeah, it looks like the poor people got more poor and the rich got more rich. Yeah. Sounds familiar. America, explain. <laughs> um... Right off the bat, there's this really cool cinematic intro where they show the entire city of Bossing Say, and it's like, it's just so, it, I don't know how to explain it. It's like beautiful, even though there's like obviously slums. Mm-hmm. But the slums give me like Chinatown feels, like in a big city, like I New think, York or I think that's um, what they were going for. like San Francisco, those kinds of areas. They did a really good job. And there's kind of, for me, a um like what's the word i'm looking for oh like a a very good aesthetic about it you know what i mean like it's pleasing for me i don't know why but i kind of like that it makes sense um definitely abused kind of town look you know it's comforting right it uh, yeah it kind of is i guess you could say like obviously you know if you were there it'd be like seattle nasty pee smelling everywhere but there's like a glamorous (laughs) view about it when you look at it you know there's like this market town within the like outer ring and it just it gives you that i don't know what my throat just did there but it gives you that kind of like I guess for me, and you see this in this episode, I'm kind of jumping ahead. When you are left, when you're poor and you're living in that situation, you depend on one another to make it through life. And I love that. Like, I love being with family. I love leaning on one another in a healthy way, you know? And I feel like that's kind of what this city reminds me of. It's like, yeah, you know, they're poor. It's a beat up town, but like they're still enjoying life. They're still enjoying each other's company. And that's all that matters, you know? I was And we'll thinking, get to a little more about that later on. The first thing I thought about when they show Mako and Bolin's family was like, wow, they're cramming all of those people in there. But in in our real world, that's the reality for a lot of people, say, like, 
in cities in China Mm -hmm. or like even here in the States. Mm -hmm. Like people obviously can't make enough money for whatever reason and they have to cram their entire family into small buildings or like rooms, you know, it's Mm -hmm. very sad, but also you could tell they were happy. It brings you closer together, you know, because you have no choice but to be together. You're crammed into like a one bedroom apartment. The amount of trauma that would cause everyone. Yeah. Anyways, um, storyboarding right off the bat, again, amazing. The animation, okay, the animation for this whole season so far has been way better than I both swear, seasons. I swear, every time I've seasons. watched season three, I've blacked out because I'm watching this as if I've never watched it before. Like, Same. I watched this episode today and I was thinking like, okay, I don't remember this happening. I remember parts of it happening, but there were a lot of scenes I don't remember happening. And it's kind of, I'm enjoying it because it's like I'm watching it for the first time again, you know? And there's just something so satisfying about that, especially with Korra. Like any Avatar series, watching it for the first time is just like such a pleasure, you know? So My I'm pleasure. Excited. My pleasure. Um, Kai is still stealing things. What's I mean, new? What do you expect, though? Like, you thought he was going to change. It's been one oh episode. It's so annoying. He is, but think about it. Like, they obviously needed him to do that and Mako and Bolin to chain- chase him to get to their family. Like, it's part of the story. Although he's annoying, I mean, it's all going <clears> to yeah, add up. Mako and Bolin's cousin literally tackles them. Um,. We there's so much to talk about. We really want to stay on track, so that's our goal with this episode. <laughs> um, Wish us luck. When they meet the Earth Queen, mm-hmm. total B I T C H. Total. Um, and I just I don't really like that. Not trying to be woke here, but the first Earth Queen of Bossing Say in years, and she is this way. Yeah. Like, she's just cold and callous. You're annoyed right off the bat just because of her servant. The way that he's like, oh, don't do this and don't do that. And you have to do this. And you can tell Cora, like, already eye-rolling. And Cora does not mesh well with that. She already knows what she's getting into. Exactly. So when you finally meet the queen, you just want to slap her across the face. You're like, man, no one's ever done this. And you need a good slap across the face. Like a good one. Which... Like a punch, maybe. kind of feel bad because what happens at the end of the season. But um, the Dai Li still exist? Question mark? Yeah, they do. I, for some reason, thought that they, like, not necessarily died. But, like, their, their, their secret service whatever died in the last airbender like their whole agenda well, he did they like captured him or he died or so i don't even remember what happened no not long thing i'm talking about the Dai Li. oh i i thought they just stopped being the Dai Li. i thought they just disbanded no i don't think did they, they ever, not i don't think they ever stopped i just think that we moved on so you never really saw what happened with oh, them that makes sense so it makes sense that they're around, but it's the same concept again so we're, you can we're tell we're revisiting that... the same kind of storyline just not as intense, I guess you could say. Bossing say has not, hasn't changed mm-hmm. since the last Airbender, mm-hmm. because they have the Dai Li. The rich are more rich. The poor are more poor. It's just gonna keep getting worse until literally people are dying. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So I don't like, and I love how they're setting it up because we know at the end of this season they get rid of monarchies, I believe. 
And that is a big reason of why their politics and government and culture is the way it is because of their monarchy. Mm-hmm. Especially the Earth Queen right now. You know, with the Earth Queen, you when you first meet her, you already can't stand her because she's just annoying and completely rude. But when she asks Korra to, she's like, you know what, I'll do a favor for you, but you have to do a favor in return for me. First of all, when people are like that, they're toxic. Like, it's like, I'm toxic. only going to help you if you help me. Very manipulative, but not expected from the Earth Queen, right? So then Korra and Asami go to get these taxes that she supposedly can't get to because people are stealing from her, right? So you're like, okay, whatever. Korra goes to do it. And, okay, I want to talk about this moment for a little bit because I enjoyed this so much. Mako and Bolin at this point tried to um, hunt down Kai. They found him, but he escaped. And now they're in the lower ring staying the night because they can't go back to the upper ring because they don't have any money because Kai stole it all. What a surprise. Love Um, his character. But Korra and Asami now are having to transport these taxes from, I don't even know where they're at. Are they in the lower ring? I don't know where they went. No, they're at a different area. Yeah. They're kind of by like where they found Kai. They well anyway they're transporting this back to Bossing say to the Earth Queen because this is what her favor is, and these guys come obviously like the it's what Isaac Isaac said it's like okay. kind of like a Mad Max kind so of thing. cringy and I think Mad Max the the like reboot movie came out around this same time they were probably animating the show or this season and I said it looks like. The bandits look like Mike and Brian's Mad Max AU alternate universe. Because they do. I love it though. Yeah. I love it, but I'm also like, I can't get that on my head. I'm like, okay, so Mad Max is, is in Avatar. Is the same universe as Avatar? Question mark. <laughs> um, in this situation though, the way that it's just literally Asami and Korra, the way they handle themselves, it's such a girl power moment that I'm like, yes, I'm living for this. I'm loving this because obviously they're underestimated because these bandits are like, oh, you're just two girls. What are you going to do? It makes me want more solo stories or solo missions with Korra and oh, Asami. Oh, so bad. And you know, the thing is, is up until this point, we really haven't seen Asami like in her full potential of fighting. Like, we've seen her use weapons to to fight against people, but you're really seeing her, like, do these flips and tricks and, like, taking down people. And then you have Korra, who's the bender, of course. She's the avatar. She bends all four elements. You're so the she avatar, can, and I'm an idiot. She can handle herself. But Asami can handle herself just as well, and she's not a bender. And it just makes me so happy. And I do wish there were moments like that with her and Korra a lot more just fighting because... They're so good together, you know? Like, they, they really do complement each other in that way. And they were able to fight off the bandits. But when the bandits leave, they say, you're on the wrong team, Avatar. Oh, yeah. And, based, and he's in, they're saying, like, the queen doesn't, that's not the queen's money, it's ours. It's and the Korra, people's money. Yeah, and Korra goes, why do I have a feeling he's right? And you just know he's right <clears throat> because the queen is an evil B, B-I-T-C-H. I was like, B-I-B-T-C-H. <laughs> well, first of all, that looks like a lot of tax money. Yeah. So, well, and, and you, she was complaining about how the only thing she was complaining about her citizens, she wasn't complaining about their well-being. She was complaining that they weren't paying enough taxes. This makes me want to talk about something else that we could relate this to, like a specific person that we could relate the Earth Queen to that really doesn't care about the people and is just very narcissistic and selfish. But we're not going to go there. Um, so, yeah, 
when the Earth Queen is that way, it makes sense that hmm, maybe she is stealing from the people. Maybe she doesn't have the people's best interest at heart, you know? I think Korra already knew that going into it. I just think it was like front and center, like confirmed for her when she confronted the band- bandits. Mm-hmm. So she was like, you know what? <laughs> This Maybe is, they're right. This is going to be a doozy of a mission right now. Yeah. And while all that's going on, Mako and Bolin end up meeting their family. And, and if you remember, their parents are dead. So they've had no family but one another. And they know that they have family in the lower ring of Ba Sing Se, but they just happen to come across them. <laughs> yeah, I, that's also why I'm like, they didn't really need Kai, but I guess they did. To get them to their parents. Yeah. Or their uh, family. Um, I'm not going to lie. I cried. Isaac came downstairs and I was crying. And I'm like, I'm not crying. I mean, I'm a baby. I cry everything. But like having Mako and Bolin meet their grandma and their family. And you can tell Bolin's so open to that because it's Bolin. Mako is more standoffish because that's his personality. But you can tell it's like they don't even know like what to do with family. I mean, Bolin always knows how to be around people. But Mako, it's like he's standoffish. You know, he's like wow, I haven't been around family, but I'm so happy to have it now. And then they have that moment with their grandma where she's showing him or showing them the pictures and he gives her the scarf. And it just like, it's such a sentimental, great moment that I'm happy that they got to have. What about when Cora gets back and she's like, here's your tax money. And the Earth Queen's like, okay, you can leave now. There is no airbenders here. Yeah. And Cora's oh, like, I'm not going to fucking stop thing, and bend the knee to you. Another thing, um, Mako and Bolin find out from their family that the Earth Queen has captured all of the airbenders. Yeah, so th- their cousin is like, yeah, word around the street is that she's uh, she's basically like collecting <laughs> these airbenders mm-hmm. and putting them, again, deja vu, nostalgia. The from, Dai Li is yeah, capturing them. Underneath. Bossing day. <laughs> and then the grandma's like, don't say that about the queen and like kisses her picture and is like, we love you. Again, Very... relating to something else we're not going to talk about. Um, the last four years, if that um... tells anyone. Um... <laughs> so it's Mako and Bolin are doing what they can to get back to Korra to inform her of this. And at the very end, Kai is captured by the Dai Li because he's an airbender just roaming around and bossing say, stealing money. And you see all of these airbenders. And then the, the Dai Li tells them, like, you're going to be part of the Earth you're Queens. You're going to be the Earth Air, Queens. What are they? Air Army? Some kind of, like... Something. I Basically, mean, they're going to fight way, for the Earth Queen. And they're probably going to use the same smart. brainwashing tactics. She's real smart. Like, real smart, you know? Uh, I don't know if it's... I don't know if she's I smart. Would, I just think that she is... I mean, to hide them all for herself. A bad person. She is, but I'm just saying, like, if if you were in her place and as evil as she was, to I don't hide think them that's all? smart, though. I think that's what any, you know, politician in her, in oh her, gosh, I guess. I don't think she's smart. I'm going to be honest. I mean, I think she is smart to some extent. Cora already knows what she's up to when she first meets her, basically. It's so obvious. Anyways, um, Eska and Desna, I really love them as rulers of the Northern about Water them. Tribe. I forgot about them already. And then Zuko and On Tom the dragon. Rock Never gets show old. up. 
went to meet Eska and Desna. And yeah, they're, they're like, like, wow, we, we have a hidden prison we didn't They're know like, about? yeah, your dad actually helped us build it. This moment I loved because they go to this secret prison where Pali is, the last member of the Red Lotus. And everyone else has been freed from the Red Lotus by Sahir at this point. So they're like, well, she's next. So we need to make sure she's like extremely protected and doesn't get out. So it's um, Eska, Desna, Zuko, and Tonrock. They're in the elevator. They're in the elevator. And Zuko's explaining who this prisoner is. And he's like, I once hired a man similar to her to kill the Avatar. And he looks at them. Tonrock's looking at him and he's like, um, it didn't, he didn't succeed. And then Eska's like, hmm, like, yeah, I tried to kill the Avatar too because she got in the way of my marriage. And it's just like... It's that moment they both connect. Like, sometimes it happens. Like, they actually have a really good connection. And it's weird because it's Eska and Zuko. It's so funny, though. It's such a, it, it's a good moment. And you don't, at this point, you really haven't seen Zuko except for one other episode. So you're craving for him. You know, you're like, man, I want to see interactions with him. And it's just, it's just Hey cool. guys, Zutara can still happen. They're still alive. Oh my god. I mean, <laughs> there's still hope for you guys. Um, and then there's also that moment where, oh, they go to see Pali. And she's like, I haven't had a, a like, First famous, of all, or like a, the prison is like uh, in between icebergs. Like, it's the coldest you can get it's on It's so Earth. cold she can't fire bend, you know, or do Yeah, do like anything. it's so cold, it's, it's literally like stopping her she's not dead yeah how does she not get hypothermia right um but she says oh he must have escaped i'm feeling warmer already and you're like oh and then you see her breath isaac mentioned it it gives you very much azula vibes yeah (laughs) i'm getting very much just because she's like another fire female that's evil yeah exactly um, but they don't show her eye yet, which I thought was really cool in hindsight, like watching well, it back. Well, I mean, she's super tall, so when she leans down, oh, you just see her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> but also, they're, like, hiding it because they don't want you think, to show, they um, don't want to show. Makes you think of the mayor's assistant from Powerpuff Girls. You know how you never oh, see her Oh, my, the redhead? Face. Yeah. The red dress and everything? Yeah. Um, I loved this episode. It was... Season three is already my favorite so far. This episode, the Earth Queen, is one of my favorite episodes, honestly. Yeah, this episode was so good. Just going back to Bossing Say and the different dynamics going on, and I'm actually caring about or side characters. I'm actually caring about what's going on with Mako and Bolin and how Asami and Korra are fighting, and it's like they made me care again. Whereas in season two, I was like, I just care about Janora and Korra, honestly. Season two, they had a lot to cover, and it, I think it was. It's always difficult when you're dealing with spiritual subjects or like. I don't know, greater powers within a show like this because it's like, how are we going to implement that without knowledge dumping, which they ended up doing with, what is it? Beginnings part one and two. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways. Still love it. Yeah. Even though I don't necessarily like Kai's character right now, it it was entertaining parts of him in this episode specifically, Mm -hmm. just because like you said, it got Mako and Bolin to their parent or not their parents, their family. Gone to their their parents' grave, um. <laughs> and it leads them to like act. You actually get to see at the very end the captured Airbenders. You know. Yeah, you actually get to see that they're not going here for no reason. Yeah, like there's a reason. And there I'm will glad, be a payoff type thing. I'm glad the Avatar, both Aang and Korra, had that gut feeling to like stay. You know, to know to stay because there's something greater that's going on. 
because it'd be so easy to turn a blind eye and just be like, okay, well, we're done here. There's no airbenders. Let's just move on. And it makes me happy to see that Korra specifically is pursuing it. I mean, that's Korra herself. She's going to do what's right or what she believes is right, even if she is very stubborn about it. Um, I can't reiterate this enough. I love the Earth Queen's, like, double nails at on her pinky and ring fingers. Oh, my. The fact that you remember the exact fingers that... It's her, so good. Like, like it's just... Like. She just looks so... She looks the part. Yeah, she just looks so good. You know, I go, like, how do you go from her dad to her? Yeah. Like, there's a huge Her dad disconnect. did not know what was going on at all. And she mm-hmm. seems to be so involved. Almost like she's long fame. Yeah, like, is that her dad? Mm, kind of lines Question. Up. I also forgot, because she mentions to Korra, like, oh, um, the Avatar and the Fire Lord took advantage of my father and took part of the Earth Kingdom for unite the for basically Republic City. For, for the Unagi. For Republic City. And I forgot that that was part of the Earth Kingdom. But it is such a cool place. Like, I love the idea of Republic City, and I'm glad that they implemented it into Korra. It just makes me think of, like, Fortnite, when they had, like, the Viking map. And then, because, like, Bossing Say is still very... It's not as advanced, obviously, as um, Republic City. So you'll have, like, areas where it's, like... It's because they depend on Earthbenders to do everything. <laughs> but it's, like, the most populated city in all of Avatar. And it's still like this. And then you have Republic City that's, like, booming. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just weird that the same kingdom can have such drastic... But also like similar, I don't know what I'm getting at, but it's it's weird <laughs> to think about, isn't it? Yeah, I it's, love... It's kind of like the Southern and Northern tribe. The Northern tribe is still very much savagery, like the... Um, like old school water tribe. Yeah, but they're still advanced for water tribes, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. I love seeing Boomy. We oh. should do what we were doing in like, who's your favorite character so far? <gasps> Where, okay, first of all, out of, 10, how would, <laughs> <laughs> out of 10, where would you, how would you rate this? <clears throat> 10 being like phenomenal. This episode? One of my top favorites or something. This yeah. episode specifically or the season? This episode. Oh, I hate rating scales. I would say, I don't, I don't know what a 10 would be for me. I'm going to say an 8.5. Yeah, I would rate it up there. It is a really great episode. There's so much going on, but not too much. Enough to where you're like, man, I want more of it. I mean, we really resisted not watching the next episode. No, I'm going to bump that up to a 9 because there was, there's little bits of action. It has a little bit of everything and it doesn't seem forced. Yeah, agreed. It just feels like a linear story is happening. Yeah, it's probably one of the top episodes, which was funny because when we last watched Korra, we saw that this was the next episode and we were cringing. We were like, oh no, this episode. And then we watched it and we're like, we were so wrong. I think that's another reason why I love this so much is because I was going into it already having low, low expectations. expectations yeah and then the agreed. payoff was like really good and from the beginning i'm like oh i'm liking this so far like i'm interested i can't stop watching so i am very satisfied with how this turned out okay who's your favorite character who's my so favorite gem um who's your favorite john <sighs> i don't know this is hard you go first i'll have to like, think a little bit <sighs> this is hard for me are we going to do just out of season three so far? Like the main characters? I feel like we should. Yeah, I love... Okay, obviously, I think Boomy's a given. Yeah. The Earth Queen. 
Oh Even though gosh. she is the biddiest person ever in the Avatar universe. You would choose the Earth Queen. Her design, her story, her... She's like my least favorite. But attitude is everything for me with people and characters. She has a... Whoever her voice actress is... A phenomenal amazing job. job. Yeah, they, they chose a really good... You know who I was kind of... I thought to myself, like, weird choice of voice actor. Makumbalin's uncle. <laughs> Like, it was just, like, a very oh, generic it was, voice. It was, like, it kind of took me like out a, a little young, bit. Like, I just imagined it to sound like more of an older man's voice. Yeah. And it was, like, and a 20-year-old. Like, like, mi- uh, yeah. like, a, like, a mid-20s, <laughs> early 30s. Yeah, like I was, still like, young. okay. Like. Yeah. And then his cousin's, like, hey, guys. Oh, my. They're cousins. I'm so cool. He's, like, I bet you guys have never wondered what it's like to be poor. And they're, like, mm, you don't actually, even know that half. our parents died and we had to take care of ourselves. So try that. You sell rotten fruit? Try sleeping on rotten fruit. <laughs> Dang. Um, okay, my favorite character this season so far, um, Asami. I'm really loving Asami. Really? Just that scene, the action scene we'd had with her and the interactions we're seeing be- between her and Cora and their friendship and just everything, I'm really loving seeing her. You know, I love the screen time she's getting. I'm really enjoying her character. Boomy, I always love Boomy. I love the classic comedic relief character. I will always be a fan of him. Um, I'm going to say for me too. There's really not a character actually right now that I don't like. Besides Kai's a little annoying, but I know that like that will get better. When Janora was like, where's Kai? Of course I knew she where's was going to be the one. Where's Kai? No. She's the one that's like, where's Kai, everyone? Or no, she said something because in the beginning of this episode when Kai's like training with Boomy and he ends up like beating him. And Janora like turns away and blushes. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, Janora making moves. She's trying to ten make like... moves. Was <laughs> it Janora? <laughs> Our Janora song we have yet to release. I'm gonna say Bolin is one of my favorites. Bolin's been a good character this season. His punchlines are actually tolerable this season, and they're actually funny. I've always loved Bolin's character. I just love it. Like, he's such, like, a happy-go-lucky, innocent man, you know? Like, you just can't help but, like, want to be friends with him and, and, like, take care of him. That's how I feel. I'm sorry, Like, I want to protect him. I have to say it. Mako, sometimes when they show him standing, it looks so gay, like... <laughs> like, he would, like, put on a wig and go on Drag Sport Race or it. something. That's what it looks like to me. I'm actually... Mako is a whole lot more tolerable this season than last season. Oh, definitely. I'm enjoying his character, actually. I'm not, like, completely irritated with him. So, I'm I, I'm not dissatisfied with anyone. They do an amazing job with the Earth Queen making... They make sure you hate her. And if that's what they're trying to do, they are succeeding because I hate her. Um, but, yeah, every other character I'm satisfied with. I really like. I'm enjoying this season. We're only three episodes in, but I'm really enjoying it. Could you imagine if the Earth Queen, like, slapped you and she had the nails on? Ooh. And, like, half your face just gets ripped off. <laughs> That's where Lynn got her scar from. <gasps> that would be an actual cool story. But we're getting way too far away ahead. Um, I think that's all we really did. Do we have anything else or points that we wanted to talk about with this one 
Um, I don't know. I'm all I can say is I'm super excited. Again, like we always say this, we wanted to keep watching, but mm-hmm. we learned from last episode that if we're it gonna distracts do, us too it, much. Yeah. We just get all over the place if we do one more than one episode. Yeah, I think one episode proves to be a pretty solid choice for us because it keeps us grounded in that one episode. As always, I mean, I mean not as always because we haven't done this in a while, but let us know who your favorite characters are in this season so far or yes. or just in this episode and let us know why yeah. if you care to explain because we is love... Your favorite? We love the Unagi. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your favorite character of season three and why? I'm curious. I mean, there's not a wrong answer here. I mean, there never is. But in this season, definitely, there's not anyone. Someone's like, Pema. Definitely. I feel like she was in like, two One, seconds of screen time. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say it. I don't really care for the setup in the beginning of Avatar seasons. What do you mean? Um, kind of like this episode where they're setting things up, but I love this setup for season three so far. Season one was okay for me. Um, season two was kind of annoying a little bit. Season two was annoying. The the lead into it all. Once you get to like the middle and ending season two for me really captures me, but. But you know what I mean? Like the setup is supposed to be enticing. It's supposed to make you keep watching. Mm Mm-hmm. Season one and season three have definitely done that for me. Yeah. Especially, um... Like, when Amon, when you first hear about Amon in season one, I think that's why this season, season three so far with the Earth Queen is really intriguing. And also because they're back in Blossing State. But anyways. I love, I just noticed this. I love that in season one, we're dealing with non-benders and kind of this like threat of, you know, like the anarchy kind of theme of it all. And then the second season, we're dealing with waterbenders. And non-benders? Now we're dealing... Non-benders, like... The Red Lotus are all benders. I'm talking about first season. Oh, We're dealing with wow. like like the biggest threat is Amon, who's he's a bender, but a supposedly non. Oh, okay. You know, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we have the non-benders. Then season two is all about water bending and the the water tribes, and now we're on to season three and we're getting we're, we're getting to see the earth kingdom which is really exciting and it, it carries on to season four but it's just nice you know because and we're getting air um vibes through it all air vibes only air vibes only nothing more (laughs) (laughs) feels like a great way to end this episode anyways that was our uh episode that was our take on episode three of season three of the legend of korra three three and we will see you next week with another episode yes i'm so excited thank you guys so much for listening and i hope this episode was a little more easy to follow compared to last week's and like isaac said let us know who your favorite character is let us know what you think about this season because we're really curious to get your guys's thoughts and opinions on it And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find us on our website at nonessentialmedia.com, on Twitter at Let's Avatar, and on Instagram at Let's Talk Avatar. Join us next week for another episode. And as always, thank you so much for all your support.